All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay, so yeah, you were saying. So, like, imagining an all-black Iron Man suit with okay. just the lighting accents in the eyes, chest, hands, and you know other areas that we've seen right. would be really fucking intimidating. I would. Like I said, it'd be like this. It'd be like the suit, but it'd be like the stealth bomber. Yeah, right? like oh a stealth my god, bomber suit. Fuck, that would be fucking crazy. I hope that we see some like sick iterations of different kinds of armor in the Armor War series that is coming to Disney Plus. That Armor War series might as well just be called Pavel's Wet Dreams. <laughs> It really has to be like armor porn. Yes, it it and and you know me with arm armor and anything robotic. It's just <laughs> I just I, I get hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And they, um, I hope they do Riri uh, Re- Williams' story uh, right as well. Um, I mean, the first glimpse we'll get of her, I believe, is in Black Panther two. Yes. Yeah, so that's gonna be uh, fucking dope. I'm, I'm really, I'm calling it right now. And if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be super disappointed. She's gonna be a beneficiary of the outreach program that was established at the end of Black Panther One that uh, T'Challa put um, his sister in charge of. Right. Yeah. That's sure he's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, like her mentor. Yeah, I feel like she's gonna, she's gonna, she's sure she's like I could be a dope ass scientist slash engineer like you and yeah and she's like yes you can but don't take the vaccine sorry (laughs) (laughs) Letitia started ad-libbing on set (laughs) (laughs) suddenly you see a red dot appear like over her heart it's just like okay okay okay." Red Dot. You still think fucking Disney is going analog with the whole Red Dot sniper routine? (laughs) They've got like a fucking microchip in their brain that like... Like all of a sudden, like they'll, they'll she'll say the line. She's like, "You shouldn't take the vaccine," and then all of a sudden she'll be like, "Wait, where am I?" And just <laughs> awaken in her trailer, and just be like, "What just? Ha- I know you haven't seen it yet, but there's this really that just reminded me of this fucking awesome show called Severance. Oh, have shit. you have you seen uh, the trailer for that? It's on Apple Plus. It's on Apple TV Plus, and it's about um really cool concept. It's basically like uh, these people who work for uh, a building straight out of control, right? Whoa, okay. You've, I'm <laughs> yeah, sold. <yeah>. I'm sold. <laughs> straight out of the video game control. Um, and the, the, the kicker is that they work for this shadowy company called, called Lumen, right? And um, they get uh, the, the things that they work on is so sensitive that uh, – they have to get a chip implanted in their brain that separates their work life memories from their 
uh, outside memories. Oh my god! So who they become inside at work? It's like they never leave work because they can't remember going home. Oh my god! Yeah, right, right, dude. You should check. The, I've I'm only on episode two, and I'm riveted. Like it's it's so fucking good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. It's kind of like, you know, uh, coming into RVT Studios and recording <laughs> a show because as far as you know, you've never left RVT Studios. That's uh, Can you remember what you did like before you got here? What the hell? Brushing your teeth? No. No, doing your taxes? No. Taking the- out the helping your landlady carry out her garbage? You can't scare me with this Gestapo crap. <laughs> I know my rights. I want my phone call. Tell me, Mr. Mancibo, what good is a phone call if you can't um, get down with the RBT clowns, yo? Welcome to the Robots vs. Texas program. I'm Puff. And I'm Ernesto. And uh, no, no, no. Let's do the in-person opening. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. So, um, I'm Pop, and I'm Ernesto, and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <sighs> Feels good. Oh, that felt so good. Yeah. That felt so good. <laughs> yes, yes, um, folks. Uh, it's been a week, as it always is, but uh, here in good old Brooklyn, New York, um, we had a bit of a, a, a scary episode just to dive uh, a little bit into some local taxes, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, some local taxes. Yeah, not your not your federal tax, taxes. We'll call them city taxes. Yeah, um, city taxes. <laughs> city taxes. On a Tuesday, uh, we had a, a crazed individual um basically let off several gunshots and smoke bombs on a manhattan bound end train at 36th street at 8 30 in the morning basically right in the heart of rush hour and uh, several people were hurt miraculously nobody was killed really nobody was killed nobody was okay killed. okay that is a that's a miracle i mean yeah. without getting too religious like in a if you are not from new york um, those trains get crowded. And even though we're just emerging out of the COVID era, um, there's still a sizable amount of people on the train. And for a person to let off gunshots in a packed car and nobody has had life-threatening injuries, that was uh, that was just miraculous. It was, it was a small mercy, uh, but a, a greatly accepted one. Yeah. Thank, thank God fucking nobody was was killed mm-hmm. um yeah that, that was something that um was really harrowing to see like that kind of unfold and and for the for the story to continue on because they didn't catch the 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 suspect mm. like right away like he was at large for like a period of like 48 hours yeah yeah and um and then it it it, it really kind of uh, showed me the 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 spirit of new york mm-hmm. of new yorkers that they all banded together yeah and not only did they help like 
help the people who were wounded on the train, but they were also kind of like banded together to spot this asshole who, mm. who did this crime and to point him out in the street when, you know, um, the NYPD and a anti-terrorism task force weren't able to do it. Mm. It mm. came all the way down to, um, you know, uh, uh, a handful of New Yorkers who uh, came together and they were just like, they called in the tip line and then they were just like, you know, this guy is here and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and um, it was the people. Yeah, it was the people. And then there's the aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. Because apparently like what happened was that, you know, there's a, there's a reward out and it's like $50,000 reward for right. dropping the tip uh, on, you know, uh, on this, on this suspect. And the, there were like five people that called in the tip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this, the New York, uh, the I don't know the New York NYPD or authoritative administration were just like, let's split it five ways. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Ugh. You're gonna cheapskate out of paying like people who are like basically feeding information about potential terrorists, and you're gonna cheap out on paying them the reward money. Please. And uh, NYPD just had its budget increase. So, like, please don't tell me that uh, you're hurting for cash because <sighs> NYPD is one of the wealth, the most well-funded uh, organizations, at least police organizations in this country. So, you know, it's it's the same old story. Like, uh, you know, we need money for, for more cops and all this equipment and stuff like that. When the people help out, it's just like, we, 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 you know, we're pinching pennies here. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really. Our badges are made out of crackers now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really something else. But, uh, but I'm proud of New York. I, one of the uh, people who called in to the tip line that they that I've seen featured in the media is I believe uh, a young guy about twenty twenty one Syrian Ooh, Zach, the guy his name is Zach I forget his last name yeah I forget his last name as well I believe he's a me. Syrian immigrant yes something along those lines yes. and uh, he actually works in setting up um, security cameras really uh, in certain locations so he I think while he was actually setting one up at a location he saw the guy through the camera so. Uh, that's a feather in the cap for that company. They've got their marketing team. Their marketing team has their their work basically laid out for them. It's just like you know, for the the most cutting edge technology to catch <laughs> subway shooters. You know, Zach. I hope I'm pronouncing this name correctly. Tahan. Tahan. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. You know, for for cutting edge technology, uh, sign on to raise video cameras. From the same people who brought you famous Ray's Pizza, you know, so, so. <laughs> famous regional Ray's. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking New York strong, man. I, I love this city. That's I right. Love this place. That's right. We're That's right. we're awesome. Uh, and yeah. of course, um, RVT sends uh, like uh, wishes to any victims uh, from that day, uh, even though there were no. Uh, uh, life-threatening injuries. Uh, we wish you a speedy recovery and um, healing from what must be an incredible trauma. Yes, yeah. And it's it's kind of uh, you were telling the story earlier. It's kind of like intense how 
you were just at that station mm. and um was there any sense of that in the air not much i mean people i feel like people are generally a little more alert especially yeah. since it's only a few days after the incident but at the same time it's the weekend in new york and the trains are just like fuck you we'll get there when we get there <laughs> and you could see on people's faces where it's just like oh god okay how are we gonna get the, the trains today coming to to your place uh the r terminates at ninth avenue if you want to get any deeper into brooklyn you have to take the train to 59th street and either walk or take a shuttle bus so you know mta still fucking you yeah they're just like um oh it sucks that that happened to you you know subway <laughs> shooting really got you down well fuck you you know it's the weekend yeah you want to travel somewhere grab a bus eat a dick <laughs> it's like geez do you hate us or no it feels like that on the weekend man yeah. it's just like you know we're just gonna reroute trains guess what you have to take the x train there is no x train yeah we know <laughs> the x train <laughs> i imagine like you get on that at like um at like uh the same subway stop where uh the amazing spider-man andrew garfield oh. had to put in the subway token to get that thing to rise up from the ground that's right that's right <laughs> first comic book movie reference of the night yes he is. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah i'm 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 just amazed that the subways system is still running because apparently like the subway itself is in dire need of repairs mm, mm. and uh you know there is like there's always been a renewed call to get the subways like like uh, get get the appropriate repairs done mm-hmm. but you know the mta has always been like but we're you know we're we're pinching pen you know they're like the nypd in this case we're <laughs> like we're pinching pennies <laughs> You see, like the M- the the owners of the MTA are like r- like living in these palatial estates, and fucking rolling around on tons of cash. They're fucking swimming through money bins like Scrooge McDuck was <laughs> on Ducktales, just like just just gold balloons. Uh, yeah, in every- between eyes wide shut parties, <laughs> they're oh like God, swimming totally. in fucking in their money bins. <laughs> it's 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 fucking crazy. And again, to what you were saying in regards to repairs. Um, I've had a theory for many years that the subway is deteriorating faster uh, than it can be fixed. And I mean, we're talking about an, a hundred year, a hundred plus year old system in New yeah. York. One of the biggest and most complex in the world. Um, there has to be, there has to be a certain point when it, when it reaches a critical age and it's going to take at some point, and again, this is my theory, and I'm no engineer, but it's going to take like mega engineering level of idea, ideas to uh, get it to be sustainable. I mean, between the changing environment, the changing climate, and when New York gets hit uh, with like hundred year storms, subways are one of the first things to go. Yikes! Um, so it's we have to do something. I mean. Every weekend I see that, oh, we're doing signal repairs here. We're doing signal repairs there. It's like, I hope those signal repairs are like, you know, laced with Star Tech because, uh, 
you know, we're we're only seeing the beginning of of what's to come to this city. Star Tech. We're we'll, we'll be lucky if they, we they get Hammer Tech. <laughs> You know what's probably going to happen is fucking Elon Musk is going to get involved and he's oh. going to like fucking, you know, bring his Musk tech to, to like. <laughs> That's a terrible name. I know. Musk tech. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it stinks. It's, like, it's powered by homeless people. It's like, oh, oh God. He would say some shit yeah, like that. The fucking, I, you know what, Elon, just stay the fuck away from uh, New York subway saying we don't need your shit. You're still isn't he still working on Enerloop or something like that? Oh, I have no idea. It's uh, the, the sort of like the vacuum tube system of like rapid transit. Last I read about that, I think he might be involved or not. Um, they're moving away from making it a commuter transport system and focusing more on like um, uh, just transporting materials uh, across the country, which in theory, on paper, could be a good idea, but, you know, uh, this has been in the works for a long time, so I don't know. We'll see how it materializes. Oh, God. At least he can't buy a fucking majority stake in the MTA, speaking of... True, but you know. he's trying to be doing... He's trying He's trying to be doing that with Twitter. <laughs> And then they, they uh, I think Twitter responded by saying that they were going to institute some kind of poison pill method. I've heard that. I've heard. Do you, do you know what that is? I, I read what it was and I was just like, that's weird. Um, they're going to like, I, I don't, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to try to explain it because <laughs> it's just going to be me fumbling more than usual over, over financial information. Um but uh, but yeah, so Twitter kind of like revolted against the idea of him opening the majority uh, mm. shares of Twitter and becoming essentially becoming the the overlord, you know, at least trying to be. I mean, it's still beholden to the stakeholders. But then he followed that up pretty much the next day with an offer to Twitter. He's just like, I'll give you 40 billion for for Twitter. Um and it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You uh, caught a titty attack when the fervor uh, that hopefully still continues to have billionaires pay their share ta- fair share in taxes. And you were crying on Twitter, uh, ironically enough, about, I'm trying to get humanity to Mars. I shouldn't be taxed because I'm. I have a more noble pursuit to make us a multi-planetary species, so that we aren't wiped out like the dinosaurs were. And then he's just like, "Oh, but oh, I'm checking my pockets. Here's another forty billion. I'd like to buy one of the most uh, largest platforms for free speech in the world, please." <laughs> and also get me a dodo egg chop chop <laughs> but sir the dodo's been extinct since <laughs> i said get me a dodo egg <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i i i i think that whole thing of him being like but i i, I all i want to do is do the best for our our species and have us live among the stars i'm just like bitch you fucking sent a car into space <laughs> 
my God. Don't tell us like you're just like, oh, we're, I'm doing this for the species. No, you're doing it for your own fucking... Who launches a car into space? <laughs> Fuck you, Elon Musk. You know, it could have been something useful. I mean, there's a spectacle about it because obviously several years later, we're still like, he launched a fucking car into yeah, space. He turned, the rea- he turned reality into a screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> You can imagine that the screensaver of like the car floating in space. I totally could yeah, imagine that. You also, you know, screensavers. I can't remember the last <laughs> time I used one of those, yeah. but um, the uh, he he could have launched something like they did on I think Voyager One or Voyager Two, where it's like a recording of uh, "Hello" uh, from basically every major language on Earth as well as a uh, gold plate that's etched with basic instructions of what humanity is, our basic genetic structure, the location of Earth, and put it on Voyager and sent it out. And I believe, uh, upon last checking, Voyager finally left the solar system after several decades. You know, there's something about that that I find noble because whatever happens here, there's at least a small piece of humanity, you know, out there in interspeller, inter interstellar space not to say it couldn't be you know intercepted by a meteor or some other natural uh astrological phenomenon and be destroyed but the possibility that is really really low because space is you know fucking huge right um so if elon musk would have done something like that he's just like i think we should send something else as well you know i don't know the uh the entire uh pristine uh season of like all seasons of uh, Cowboy Bebop, the the real Cowboy Bebop, right, right, you know, right, right, so, right, 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 um, or something along those lines. Our show, let's say, okay. um, <laughs> out among the stars, right. uh, that would have been noble. But a car, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know what sucks the most is that on the license plate it just says Elon rules no. with two O's and a Z. Oh. Um, what if that causes like Independence Day? You know, crashes to into some like random alien spacecraft, and they're just like, these motherfuckers crashed into us, and they don't even have insurance. You know, and they come and you know blow up the White House, which is a good start. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm like, well, problem solved. And then they're just like, now we're coming after you. It's just like, ah, oh, can't, can't, can't we just all catch a break? <laughs> Oh my god! Like it gets, <laughs> like it hits them like in some kind of interstellar fucking car accident. <laughs> I just got rear-ended by a fucking Tesla Roadster in space. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Let's get him. Who is this Elon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> oh lord, hold on. Well, I just hope that uh, Twitter doesn't sell out. Um, and understand they, that they have far more, uh, a far bigger responsibility than to let some billionaire uh, waltz in and, you know, take shit over. Like, Elon, just, just chill the fuck out. Twitter's a cesspool anyway. It's yeah. like, I'll, I'll, if Elon Musk were, were to take it over, it would just become more of a cesspool. And, you know, uh, basically what I've seen on the, on the Twitter sphere is that, you know, there have been calls... Uh, from you know Trump supporters, uh, basically make like asking Elon Musk that when he buys Twitter mm. to let Trump come back on 
on Twitter on the on the platform. Ugh. I'm just like, you know what? Uh, fuck this platform. <laughs> Seriously, fuck it. I think there would be a mass exodus if Elon actually bought it. Um, he he's garnered a great a great deal of distaste from a lot of people and a lot of different groups. Um, you know, he does he does some cool shit in regards to technology and and uh, putting stuff into space, but the the underlying motivations of it so, and the underlying uh, exploitation of resources on this planet, along with some of the stupid shit that he said, I think has made him not so favorable as he used to be in the public eye. And I think that's only going to continue. I mean, this guy tries so hard to muster up some sort of like charm and personality when he tweets which all his tweets are cringy and then i know i don't i know that you probably didn't watch this episode when he went on snl oh i definitely did not watch that i didn't watch i made it a point not to watch snl when him and trump just showed up on there i'm just like what the fuck he has all the charm of like a, a piece of wet copy paper it's just like I couldn't stand to watch it. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to sit down and watch a fucking, co- like the descendant of colonizers, a billionaire descendant of colonizers, mm. just sit there and be like, me make comedy, right? It's like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Nobody should have that much power. To be like, you know, I have like a couple of billion dollars to buy your internet platform. It's like, ugh. Nobody should have that kind of power. Ever. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I, I think the concept of the billionaire is just so awful. It's such a, such a sign that society itself is decayed. Mm. Because although they're like the concept of the billionaire has its defenders where they're just like, they're creating jobs and this and that. It's like, oh, really? Like, mm-hmm. do you see? Like, tell that to like a fucking middle American that's like struggling to make ends meet. And right. Just like their house is falling apart and like, you know, uh, in, in a good in their in the ever rising tide of ghost towns that are yeah. happening all across the country. Well and said. That, and you know, uh, and the state of decay of our mental health system that, you know, obviously just like lets the uh, it, it, people like the subway shooter lets them fall through the cracks mm. until they do something that no one were, was either expecting and is horrified because it, it defies all understanding. Mm. Mm. So uh, you know, for for that difference in between the classes is and the the havoc it creates on all of us i think it's just it's just so awful Mm. um but uh you know speaking of which going back to the subway shooter for for a brief moment uh i i just can't i don't understand the his reasoning for traveling because he's really originally from philadelphia Mm -hmm. uh for him to travel from Philadelphia all the way over here hmm. to commit a shooting. What was he trying to do? Um, and I wonder, was it, A, was it trying to show a vulnerability? And this is a, such a scary thought. Hmm. Was he trying to show a vulnerability in our, in our, uh, in our uh, 
protection system mm-hmm. that the subways are still vulnerable. Mm. You know, mm. I um, well, if anything, it it just highlighted that uh, the subway system is basically almost impossible to protect uh, from terrorism. I mean, we have the theater, and I and this is the one time I'm going to say this. I mean, no disrespect to uh, law enforcement officers, but uh, there is the theater of them posted at certain train stations with tables doing random bag searches and stuff along those lines. It's just like you could go to that same station and see them on one end and have it be completely clear of any personnel at the other. And it's not like it's not like subway shooter or a terrorist or any combination of such is going to get caught by that. It's just it's just for show and it's not a very convincing show. So if he came up to expose that, it's just like, congratulations, you showed that. We kind of already knew that. I'm kind of leaning to the side where he knows that to get the most um, eyes on what he did, being in a place like New York City, especially the subway system, was going to get him notoriety. I mean, his face, several hours after it happened, was plastered everywhere on the internet. Um, And... When they caught him and they brought him in, um, it could just be because he's crazy or maybe he's truly evil, but he was certainly smirking about it. I mean, when they when they caught this guy, they like he was just hanging out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think he he was one of the people that told on himself when he called into the to the NYPD tip line. The rumor. That's the rumor. That's what I heard as well. And yeah. they and they didn't respond to that call. That's the thing. They didn't. They didn't respond to that call. He was, he was just. I think he told them he was just like, yeah, man, you know, I'm at the McDonald's and uh, come get me. They didn't come get him, so he just started strolling around the village, and eventually he was spotted, and uh, that's when the police finally got him. I don't know. I know you said that you don't want to say any disrespect to our law enforcement, but you leave that shit to me. Those friggin' incompetent <laughs> flatfoots. I <laughs> I only meant that to the law enforcement officers posted to oh, the okay. to the theater of checking bags. Okay. The system as a whole, no, yeah, definitely much criticism. I I always thought to myself, especially after nine eleven, right mm. after nine eleven, uh, there were like police officers stationed at every train station mm. with like tables and you know they'd fucking hassle that i know they'd hassle me every you know every once in a while mm. or they'd just be like you know you spill the contents of your you know yeah of your book bag onto this table and then they'd be like wow there is a massive amount <laughs> of interracial porn here um <laughs> and i'd be like whatever man just let me go i want to take the the train home right i'm a connoisseur yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) do not debase my collection (laughs) but i always found it (laughs) shit i'm sorry cop agrees with you he's just like oh you're actually into the classics i see jake steed's freaks hoes and flows (laughs) here (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we know too much. 
about that world. R.I.P. Jake Steed. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's not dead. He's not, I know. I know. He's on the lamb. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I uh, killed his career. That's for sure. I mean, Jake Steed as the caricature, like the 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 character. You know, <laughs> if that's not his real name. <laughs> Props to Jake Steed. Anyway, um, I always found it funny that. Um, they station themselves outside of the train station mm-hmm. as opposed to where if if there was that level of terrorism or crime happening it would it should be it's, they should have had their their little tables and stuff set up inside the station mm. so as to check the bags as people were going into the train you know uh, like by the stairwells and stuff like that mm. or, or you know a, a few feet away from the stairwells so as not to block the the foot traffic but you know uh, they don't think about that kind of thing it's like fucking george lucas with the prequels they just make it up as they go along <laughs> it's just it's all theater man it's just all theater um what uh when we really start asking these questions and i think we should we should move on from this horrible shit after this um if we're going to talk about these horrible things these potential uh, the potential for horrible attacks on our system um it, it can't just be a palliative we can't just be treating the symptoms we have to start really really analyzing and scrutinizing the source you know capitalism poverty uh, are the state of our healthcare system and people not getting enough resources that they need in order to get better uh, to discourage um, a lot of this stuff and reduce that risk. And it, it's not just for subway shooters. It's for any mass shooter in this country from every walk of life, you know, really opening the doors and having the conversation on what health is, uh, what people should be doing, having people to talk to, um yeah that would really do more than just putting more cops into the subway right it's not it's just not it's not working no it's not it's not working but anyway yeah you're right we should move away from this from this subject to it's, it's obviously darker and we could delve into it and it, rack our souls with the, the pain of of knowing that our society is like kind of crumbling before our eyes and, and also um you know um you brought up the the fact that like the subways would would be flooded eventually you know if we hit a, a hundred year storm and i keep thinking to myself that i wonder like I, I'm starting to get this feeling like that the media that we're consuming mm-hmm. is starting to also carry that message of like a flood is coming. Mm. Right. Mm. We just saw the Batman, right? Fucking the Batman. Yes. And it had like the flooding of Gotham City. And I'm just like, you know. Gotham Square Garden. Yeah. Yep. Gotham Square Garden. <laughs> yeah. October twenty third, Gotham's underwater. I, I that that was that was unintentionally funny that that line in, in the movie. Uh, but I'm just like that. That kind of keeps like it strikes my attention where it's like when TV shows and movies are starting to be like yeah, this global warming thing or like the the the, the like better get accustomed to the, seeing the sights of 
cities being flooded, you know? Agreed. Agreed. I feel like that's they've definitely been prepping us for that. Um, that's really... It's really sad. My God, let's move on to uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. robots okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. section. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, I'm gonna become a survivalist or some shit like that." You know, <laughs> it's like you gotta stay tactical at all times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. I would love to to do that to to learn how to like live in the woods mm. and you know like bear grills and just uh, mm. you know mm. maybe not so much the drinking of the pee. Because Jesus, <laughs> I don't. I don't think my pee would taste very good. <laughs> I don't think anybody's pee tastes good. <laughs> no, well, you'd be surprised. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not well, get too hard in my, my personal life. Whoa, uh, whoa! No, 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 I'm kidding. Hey, RVT Blue coming soon. <laughs> RVT has always been blue. What the Th- fuck? That's is true. It? You know what? what? You're right. This? It's what not like <laughs> RVT after Jack. <laughs> this isn't uh, RVT Sesame Street for sure. <laughs> But um, uh, I I want to drop a little bit of a spoiler on you that I think that you would appreciate um, in the in the middle of uh, just to chip away your your hatred for a series that um, I adore um, Star Trek Picard. I knew it. I fucking knew it. This past episode this week had Picard speaking to a doctor i'm not going to say the situation under which it happens but they got an actor that is near and dear to our hearts the gentleman who played gaius baltar no way yes they got what james callus yes yes when he showed up on screen i paused the fucking show and started yelling. I was like, no, they did it. <laughs> no, they did it. Are you sure it was him and not fucking, what's his name, Bashir? I was confused for a split second. <laughs> but after a quick Google uh, search, I realized that it's it's him. It's Gaius Baltar. Oh, Though man. I'm hoping to see, you know, Bashir again at some point. But, uh, yeah. God, I, I'm, I just want to see... Baltar back in space along with you know the rest of the crew and I miss Battlestar Galactica so hard Um, because uh, our friend of the show Jamie Viterami was actually telling me about um, you know uh, Jonathan Hickman the uh, you know the esteemed writer of the current run of X-Men that has kind of like become has become so popular Mm. within the Marvel Comics universe um, it, he's he's been working on a uh a, his own kind of his own science fiction title, which is called Frontier, mm. and it's supposed to be like a depressing. Uh, according to Jamie, it's like it's a depressing Star Trek, and I was like, so basically Battlestar Galactica, and he's like, no worse, and I'm like, come on, how much more depressing can it be now? <laughs> Well, like the 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 ship itself has like an Ill, illegitimate human baby, you know, because uh, <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball tragic circumstances to which it would make a, the, a comic book depressing. The, the ship has an illegitimate. Yeah, that's right. Baby. Yeah. So it fucked a human. Yes. And it, oh wow, that's depressing. <laughs> but I want to read it. It was yeah. Well yeah yeah there you go. <laughs> um, 
Jonathan Hickman, if you're looking for storylines, uh, <laughs> my lines are always open. Um, you can reach us at robots versus taxes at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Even though I technically I stole the concept of a vehicle having sex with a person and producing offspring from a French movie called Titany. Titani? I can't Titan AE? No, not Titan AE. Okay, I was about to say. I don't remember that scene. I think it's called Titani. It's Titan and with an E at the end because it's French. Oh, okay. Yeah. So was it in black and white? And No, no, no. Did the ship smoke a cigarette afterward? No, it was, you know, it's all kinds of fucked up. Where uh, this serial, this lady who's a serial, this is this is its own. It can only be from the French, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this lady who's a serial killer, who also does a car shows on the side. She models at car shows. Um, she has sex with a car, and becomes pregnant, and then goes on the lam when the cops find out that she's been going on a killing spree. You glossed over that sex with the car thing real fast. <laughs> How does somebody have sex with a car? You have to watch the movie. Cause <laughs> Did they hire you to like push this film? Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Because you've literally piqued my interest. I'm just like, how does she know? We, we. I have been uh, contacted by the... Uh, you know, I can't even do a French accent. <laughs> Hold on a second. Was the car a stick shift? Yeah. The biggest stick shift I've ever seen. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> All right. What a weird episode this episode is. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Um, fuck, what else? What else, what else were we going to talk about? Um, were, you gonna, were we going to talk a little bit about Multiverse of Madness at all? Or I think we should. Okay. All right. We have tickets, y'all. Yeah. You should be jealous. Yes. <laughs> Commence the jealousy. Um, but also in other multiversal news, right? Mm. Um, did you hear about, uh, did you hear about, I feel like I'm going into hacky shit already. <laughs> did you hear about this? Do you know about this? Um, <laughs> with, uh, with Ezra Miller and the, and you know, his, his whole uh, hijinks that he's created, that, that he's been a part of that, you know, he assaulted somebody at a karaoke bar because they weren't singing a song to his liking. And now DC is considering replacing him as the Flash. He, well, what the fuck? He, he did that? Yeah. When did that happen? Um, That happened like last weekend. Last, last weekend, weekend before last, I forget. You sure you're not thinking of that guy from The Eternals who just got arrested for... I think like some sort of uh, either public drunkenness or some basically. Oh, acting the guy out. who's the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> public drunkenness is fine. Like, I'm just like. I, I don't know if it was public drunk. It was just, he just got arrested. I know that. Yeah, I, I think I saw like on whispers on the internet of the, about him uh, having a public uh, drunkenness beef, and I'm just like. <laughs> kid's a young guy you know mm. young guy you know he's a superstar fucking let him be drunk and like let him have his like fucking moment of like public drunkenness so what okay as long as he's not hurting anybody he's not like fucking ezra miller and who 
you know, goes around assaulting people who were at a, at a karaoke bar. I think they're pretty fucked up for doing that. And this is not the first time that they have done that yeah. because they, they also body slammed. There's video of Ezra Miller body slamming some random lady like on the ground. I remember that. Yeah. Just like, all right, that's, that's harmful. That's, that's, that's less like, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, yeah, they may have to replace him, but you know, the thing is, it's a it's a storyline involved with uh, multiversal shit. So uh, you get a good writer, it can kind of work. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it could. I mean, like, they could be like, hey, maybe you assaulted somebody. Maybe he didn't. There's a reality where he didn't, you know? <laughs> I, I meant in regards to replacing him, not justifying oh, what right, he did right, in right. real life. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... The- Maybe they could bring in the guy from the TV show and make him the movie Flash now. Uh, that, you know? If they did that, they'd like uh, they'd command my DC would finally <laughs> command my full respect. But they're not going to do that. I know they're not going to do that. <laughs> um, another thing I saw on the internet. Oh, fuck, we're not going to get to the. I feel like we're not going to get to the Doctor Strange stuff. But whatever, it's still in trailer form. So. Okay. Um, uh, but the other thing that popped up on the internet was an interesting uh, discourse. And I'm by interesting, I think that it was just like Twitter people overreacting to the fact that, you know, Robert Eggers, the guy who did the witch, the double V witch, the okay. witch. And, uh, <laughs> the, oh, God. I could totally visualize that in my head anyway (laughs) the lighthouse Mm. and now he's got a new movie out called the northman Mm. and you know there now he is people are saying that he's that uh all his movies are um uh like his movies are have an overwhelming amount of white people which i'm just like agreed Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm and they're saying why doesn't he cast people of color in these roles and i'm like my opinion mm-hmm. is that if you were to cast people of color in these roles, I think the, like he doesn't make movies that are about, you know, people who who uh, like have a kind of a, like an overwhelming inspirational message. These are people in pain. And if you make them people of color, mm. um, then it, it for me. I don't know. I think it becomes like a them situation, you know, the TV show them. Yes. Where it's just like, uh, it changes the, the the flavor of the whole thing. Maybe it's just me. Mm. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, a beige mestizo. So uh, I don't know if I, if I can comment on this thing or like, I don't know the rules of everything. Mm. I feel like I'm getting into murky waters just even like, uh, talking like this but uh what's your opinion please save me out of this word salad that i'm falling Dude, into first of all there, there, there's there's nothing to save you can you're a man of color you can you can speak about these issues it's, yeah you're not <laughs> as far as i can see you're not uh you're not benefiting from any sort of uh of this racial privilege uh true that being a uh, this label first of all i'm having Trevor wrapping my head around this label beige mestizo. That's yeah. uh it sounds like a, a tropical fantasy flavor <laughs> that got left on the, the cutting room floor. <laughs> but, it was like when they were when tropical fantasy was starting to get into milks and <laughs> oh, 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 oh God. 
Oh, what's a 50 cent milk in a bottle? Oh, man. It's called just, beige mestizo. You know what the kids like? <laughs> Carbonated lactate. That's what they want. Bubbles in their milk. Uh, that's gross. Oh, God. Oh. But um, in regards to... Uh, What's his name? Egger? Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Um, if he's not casting people of color in his films, I feel like a legitimate conversation needs to be had about that. Um, I'm just thinking of the one, one of the film that I of his that I know the best, uh, The Lighthouse. Um, I think it was one of those films that I really delved into during the pandemic. Okay. Um, Because it was just weird. It was dark and black and white. I enjoyed the look of it very much. Yeah. Um, But, you know, replacing William Defoe and um, Batman. uh, (laughs) Robert Battenson. Robert Battenson with people of color. Like, I could could totally see that. I could see it, too. Um, More so in that movie. Mm. Yeah. and but with regards to like something like the witch right then i feel like it becomes a different to me it feels like if they were to cast like two black actors Mm. it would to me because those uh the the witch and um the lighthouse they're both about people like the failings of white people in general Mm. um with regards to in the witch it was like the the how uh religion how white people how whites uh when they started coming here and colonizing mm. they took re- some of them took religion so seriously that it decayed their family unit unit mm. to the point where they committed murder you know i think if you change it into uh, uh you know black actors taking on those roles it becomes a story of black pain. Mm. And I don't know if that's, it could, I, I, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I don't know. It could, it could. Um, when I think, when I think of stories that take on the story, uh, take on the, uh, the shadow, the, the monolith of black pain uh, in films or in TV shows, I find that those stories usually tend to be wrapped around uh, racism and, societal injustice and reinterpreted into these narratives of you know uh, local life family life uh, and things of that nature which on one hand i believe uh, is brilliant commentary and on the second hand on the other hand um i think to myself um you know is, is this the full spectrum of black life in this country it's a it's a major part of the spectrum, you know. It's a it's one of the repeated uh, themes of of Black history and American history as a whole. Um, could we have uh, films and works that just focus on Black joy and Black love? There have been some, there have been some, but with not near enough uh, focus. Uh, there's tends to be something about American society that. Uh, gravitates and kind of salivates at black pain um and that's a far more complex conversation yeah, that i think we can we don't we're running out of we time and yeah, yeah yeah but um 
I don't know. I, I we'll see. We'll see how it goes in the future with uh, Eggers and other directors being able to uh, adapt to a world that wants to see more representation. True. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I I feel like in the uh, and I've spoken to you about this before, like with regards to horror movies, right? Mm. Horror movies have to walk. Uh, I I think the horror genre has to walk a fine line between, you know, exploiting black pain mm. and the the pain of people who are marginalized, and you know, there's a difference between exploitation and then casting them in your movie as the protagonist because there's like one thing like there's an there's them mm. and then there's which i feel like uh, unfortunately has become a punching bag despite the fact that it, it, it's incredibly well made mm. i found that that show to be incredibly hard to watch same um and i still want to pick it from his brain about that whole about that show uh <laughs> if you're listening uh come back I'd love to talk to you more about that um, and the horror genre in itself. Uh, and then there's Archive 81, mm. uh, where it's like you have a black protagonist and the whole time the, the show keeps you riveted, you know? Yes. And it's just like, and it's a black protagonist. And I'm watching this and I'm just like, this is great, you mm. know? Mm. Um, so there's, I, I think that's the fine line that horror in itself as a genre has to walk because one thing is like, exploitation the other thing is actually telling a story with you know characters of color in your story mm. so mm. man and this just makes me really excited for nope oh <laughs> i can't wait for that film oh man that's gonna be good <laughs> i can't wait for nope and i can't wait for uh you know uh, black panther 2 oh uh, that's the, gonna be a fucking event yeah. and uh fuck we never talked about moon knight or maybe we could talk about it like really quick. Okay. Um, your your one minute review. Moon Knight, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Isaac, he's knocking that shit out of the park. I, I, he that show hinges on him and the way he he fleshes out the character both in Moon Knight form and like in human form and all those interactions. I desperately want to see him. Uh, in other parts of the MCU just to see how how he interacts with other characters. Yeah. I think it's going to be so fun. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it wasn't until this third episode where I noticed the caliber of his acting mm -hmm. where um, he when he turns from Mark Spector into Stephen Grant, mm -hmm. like he, he, it's like uh, I've never I don't think I've ever seen this in any other like a uh, performance or like, you know, in a performance in a, in a, uh, a comic book show or comic book media in comic book media where it's just like he, his shoulders drop mm. and his whole demeanor changes. And I'm like, this is fucking acting. This yes. is great. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, despite that, uh, I still feel like moon Knight is still on shaky ground because it's, it's kind of, it's a little more than goofy. Um, it's hmm. got this really goofy tone to it, and hmm. I'm, I kind of wanted to get a little bit darker and more serious. Hmm. But uh, you know, 
I guess when we do the show next week, we'll talk more about it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. But I think we should cap it here. All right. All right. So from both of us here, I am Pav. And I'm Ernesto. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Song of the Week.